begin today the Gemara and the last line of Dafayin Tess, Samud Beis. We're discussing the halacha of a sris. There's a sris chamo, there's a sris adam. A sris, a person can't have children, he was born this way, or a person that had got a wound later and therefore he can't have any children. So the Gemara discusses now sris chama. the Gemara, heichi dami sris chama. How is it, well, who's this person that he's a sris chama? And we say that this is a person that never had the ability to have children from birth. So this is someone that from the time of birth, he never had a kashras, he never had the potential to have any children. How do we know that this person never could have children? There has to be some kind of a sign to know this, to see in his body. When someone urinates, and he urinates, it does not go out in such a way that it creates a shape of an arch. So that's, that's a sign that you can't have any children. It's interesting that the Gemara brings Dafke this simon here. We'll see in Ahmed Beis that there are many more simonim to know that a person is a sris. This is only one of them. So the Gemara says, Mimai havoi. How does it happen that a person is born as a sris? So the answer is, the Afe Ime Bitiera is his mother when she was pregnant with him. So she baked bread in the, in the afternoon. In the afternoon, it's, so first of all, the oven's very hot and also the the afternoon, the sun is baking the strongest, and Vishasya Shikra Marka, and she drank beer. Rashi says Marka is either beer that was mazuk, it was diluted, or actually Marka means the opposite, that it's very strong beer. And this causes uh, the child that's born should, should not should be a sris. Amr Rav Yasef, Rav Yasef said about this, Haina the Shamainala Ami the Omar, I heard Rav Ami that he said, he spoke about someone that's from his mother's womb. He's lucky. He's already, he can't have any children. Lucky. And and I wasn't sure what this is. Rashi says, means that he didn't know how this happens. How does a person born lucky that he can't have children? Or Rashi says, he, he didn't know regarding what this was being said. And now he knows it's being said regarding this halacha of a sris chama. As we explained that a sris chama is you know, no chalitza and so on. But now we have a sign that this person was born this way that he can't have any children. But maybe it's possible that this person got healed in between, even if he passed away without any children. But maybe what happened was he was born with this illness, then he got healed in between. But then afterwards he again got ill again and he couldn't have children and he passed away without children. But maybe there was a shasa kaisha, there was a certain point that he was able to have children. If so, the mitzvah of chalitza and yivum should still apply. And says the Gemara, we're not chayshish for this. We see from the sign that we have in his nature that in the beginning he was born, that he couldn't have children. And he was passed away without children. So we're not concerned that in between there was a point in time that he was able to have children. Most of Rav Mari, Rav Mari asked on this, Rav Hanine ben Antignes, Aymer, Rav Hanine ben Antignes said, this is a halach here, Mesechte Bechayris, regarding a Bechayr, the halacha by a Bechayr is, it has to be brought, it's this week's parsha actually, and then the Bechukaisa, it has to be brought as a carbon on the Mizbeach. But if the Bechayr has a mom, then it's not brought as a carbon, then the Kayin can use it, he can eat it for himself. So you have to be baidik to Behema to see if it has a mom or not. So Rashi here says, this is talking about, let's say this animal has a mum in the eye, has white in the eye, or it has watery in the eye. So this is a mum. 
but you have to inspect it to see over the, a period of 80 days to make sure that it's a permanent mum. It's not just a passing mum. So how do you inspect the animal? You have to inspect the animal three times within a period of 80 days. So you see that it's not enough to inspect the animal once in the beginning of these 80 days and once at the end. You have to inspect also one time in the middle. So how do we say here that if we see that this person is born a Sris, and we saw a sign for that, and he passes away as a Sris, at the end we see he didn't have children, that that's enough. Why can't you say that maybe sometime in the middle he was able to have children? This is the Gemara, it's not the same thing. Over here, where this is a mum in the eye of this animal, it's one limb. So that we're concerned that it's possible that it's not a mum kavua, sometime in the middle the behemoth was healed. But lakule gufa, when it comes to being a sris, this is an illness that's in the entire body. It's a deficiency in the whole body. For this, we're not concerned that maybe he was healed in the middle and then he became ill again. Going back to the Mishnah, it said, Rabbi argued with Rabbi Kive. Rabbi said that a sris chamo, person that's born a sris, he actually does have the mitzvah of chalitza and yibum, and the reason is because he could be healed. There's a refuah for him. Whereas a sris adam, which there was a wound and he can't be healed, for him there's no mitzvah of chalitza and yibum. So the Gemara is going to bring a Mishnah in Nida, where over there you see that Rabbi actually says clearly over there that a sris chamo, there's no mitzvah of chalitza. That Amin, I'll ask you a contradiction. There the Mishnah describes at what age you know a person is a godel, when you don't see, usually there are simonim to know that a person is a godel, at age 12, 13, so there are simonim, which the Gemara will talk about here, but if a person does not have those simonim, so at what age do you say that he's considered to be a godel without those regular simonim, at the usual time? So the Mishnah says, Ben Esrim Shana, if, a, if he comes to the age of 20, so this is for a, for a male, when he comes to the age of 20, and he doesn't have the pubic hairs that show the sign of, of uh, godless, of maturity, so then you view Raya Shuhu ben Esrim. So if you bring proof for the fact that he's actually 20 years old, Vuhu Asris, and he also has the signs of being Asris. And what are the signs? We had one before, Benigeta Isikipa, the Gemara on Ahmed Beis will bring all the signs that show that a person is Asris. So then at that age, Lechaylitz Vulemiyabn. So since we see he's Asris, so there's no Chalitza and there's no Yibn for him. Now when it comes to a, a female, the same thing. Bas Esrim, if she's 20 years old, and there are no two Sidus, so you have to prove her age of 20, and also you have to have Simonim, that she's an islandess, which the Gemara will explain in Amad Beis, then so for her as well, there's no Chalitza or Yibam. This is Basil's opinion. So the point is that Basil holds that the age for a Zohar and a Keva is the same, at 20 years old. The age by both of them to know that they are a sris or an islandist, and therefore even without any of the simon that you usually have at 12 or 13, is by both of them it's at 18. At 18 years old you know that they are already considered to be a godl or a gedayla. Rabbi Yezah says, and this is the contradiction to our Mishnah, so Rabbi Yezah here says, Regarding Azacha, the age is like Basil said at 20 years old. On a keve, kedivri b'shamay. By a keve, the age is 18. What's the reason for the difference? A woman matures before a man. So therefore it's two years earlier, just like B'negei to the Bar and Bas Mitzvah, the difference is 12 and 13. It's the same thing regarding a Sris and an Islandess, that by an Islandess, a woman, it's two years before. So what do you see over here? 
Rabbi Yazi here is talking about, this is all talking about a sris chama. We're not talking about a person that got some kind of a wound and then he became a sris. We're talking about from birth. And Rabbi Yazi is saying that, that there's a sris and there's an islandess. By a sris it's, it's at age 20. By an islandess it's at age 18. And then we know that you're a sris. And therefore, like it said in the beginning of the Mishnah, So seemingly Rabbi Yazi is saying the same thing, that there's no chalitza and no yibu for a sris chama. In our Mishnah, Rabbi Yazi said that there is. So we must say that Rabbi Yezer retracted from his opinion. Now which opinion here did he retract from? From which one of these two opinions that he said here did he retract from? So the Gemara brings a Braise, the Tanya, and a Braise, Rabbi Yezer, Rabbi Yezer said, that's born a Sris, so he does chalitza, and you do chalitza for a wife of a person that's a sris. Because we find that such people that are born a sris in Alexandria, in Mitzrayim, they have some kind of a way to heal such a person. This is exactly what he said in our Mishnah. So therefore we see it must be that Rabbi Yezek had charate of what? Of what he said in Mesech Nida. That there's no chalitza, no yibum. Over here we see that he says that there is a healing. <coughs> and Rashi says the Gemara's raya is two things. First of all, because we have a b'raise that's backing up what it said in our Mishnah. But besides that, the b'raise is even saying more. And the b'raise, he's actually telling you the details, that there's a, a real healing for this that's, a, that's available in Alexandria ibn Mitzrayim. So we see that he actually, once he discovered this, he retracted what he said in Mesech Denida. But now the Gemara says another pshat. Uh, this is not Rabbi Yezer, this is a tan, um, an Amayra that is. Rabbi Loza came and said, Really, Rabbi Yezer did not retract from his opinion. And Vichit, Nanahi, You don't have to say from what he said in Nida, because in the Mishnah in Nida, he never meant to say that the age would be 20 or 18 regarding the halach of Chalitza Yibam. He was just speaking there regarding the halachas of Einshim. At what point do you become a godl or a gedayla to get to ancient? Even though on the Reisha of that Mishnah by Bishama and Basil, it does say Chalitza and Yibum. But when Rabbi Yezah was, was saying the Shir, he was only talking regarding ancient. But regarding Chalitza, that's what he said in our Mishnah, that even for a Sris Chama, there could be Chalitza because there's a Rafua. Itmar, we learned the Machlaikis between Rav and Shmuel. And this is a very general Machlaikis, to the Halacha of a Sris or an islandess that you only find out that they are a godl at a later point. You don't have at the age 12 or 13 the usual simonim for, for, to show that they are already a godl. So then when do they become a godl? Later, at eight, at, like we just said, at age 18 or age 20. So, the, so therefore the machlekes now is as follows. If he ate, that's I mean the simple reading of this Gemara is that it's all written in Lashen Zohar, that he ate chelev. But Rashi points out right away that, that Gemara is speaking about an akeva, even though it uses Lashen Zohar. So it's talking about that she, a woman, ate chelev, forbidden fats of an animal, from the age 12, Ad ben Shmei somewhere between the years of her life from 12 years old to 18 years old. So Rashi says if it would be talking about a Zohar, it would be from 13 years old, to 20 years old. That's what we said before, that usually the bar mitzvah of a zakhar is at age 13. And we said before, like Rabbi Yezer's opinion, we pass like Rabbi Yezer, that by a zakhar at age 20 is when you know that he's a uh, gadol. So over here it says, so we're talking about an akeva. 
Okay, so now what happened? He, he, this Nekeva, this woman ate Chelev in those years, between 12 and 18. And she had no simonim of being a Gedayla yet. And then, V'neil Dubai, simonim Sris. And now she has the simonim of a Sris, or really an islandess, because we're talking about a woman, at the age of 20. Or, or 18, sorry. And after this age, now she has Shtei Saris. At that point, if there are Shtei Saris, those Shtei Saris do not show anything. I mean, the, the, Rashi explains when the Gemara here adds these words, it's not even necessary. The whole Machlekes that the Gemara is about to say is even without this, but it's just adding a Chiddush. Even if there are Shtei Saris, don't think that at this point the Shtei Saris will show anything. It's too late. It's after age 18 already. So now what's the Machlekes here? Rav Omar Rav says... Now that we see after age 18 that she is an islandess, so this reveals to us retroactively that really she's already a Gedayla from age 12. LMI, from age 12, we couldn't see it. There were no signs to show it to us. But now that we see after age 18 that she had no signs to show that, but, but potential, uh, sorry, Lemafreya, it retroactively reveals the fact that she was already a Gedayla from age 12. And therefore the Chalev that she ate between 12 and 18 should be high for that. Shmuel Amar, Shmuel says, no, it doesn't work that way. Cotton Hoya Baisasha, between age 12 and 18, she's considered to be a cotton in that time. And only when she gets the simonym of an islandess after age 18, she becomes a Gedayla then. Since she's an islandess and her body doesn't develop properly, that means that she's actually not a Gedayla until later, until she gets the simonim of an islandess at age 18. Maskev Lerav Yosef Lerav, not of Yosef, asked a question on Rav. So what did Rav say? That once she becomes an islandess at age 18, so this goes back to Mafreya, that now we know that from 12 she was already a Gedayla. So if so, Lirab Meyer, according to Rab Meyer's opinion, Yehela Knas, she should be chayev to pay a Knas. What kind of a Knas are we talking about? So Rashi says the Gemara's question is based on the halacha in Mesechtik Subis. There's a halacha of an, of a Oynes um, or a Mefata, a person that was Ma'anis, or he seduced a girl into a, into a forbidden relationship. So over there the halacha is he has to pay a Knas, Chamishim Kesa, 50 coins. Who do you have to pay the Knas to? If she's a Naira. Only if she's in a stage of Naira. So let me remind you what we learned before in the Masechta. For a girl, there are three stages. She's a Ketana until age 12. And usually from age 12 to 12 and a half, she's a Naira. And then from 12 and a half, she's a Begeres. She's more mature. She's not a Naira anymore. Right? So therefore, this Knas is paid only for a Naira, which is that, that half a year from 12 to 12 and a half. So Rab Meir's opinion is that for a Ketana, if a person has a relationship with a Ketana, Against her will, or he seduced her, there is no knas for a katana. There's only knas for a naira. So therefore he says, the Mishnah there says, that an islandess, there's no knas for her. Why is there no knas for an islandess? Because she's a katana, and she's a katana all the way until age 18, because we have no samanim to say that she's not a katana. And then when she becomes 18, she becomes a gadayla. But at that point, she's not a naira anymore. At that point, she becomes, she's already more mature, she's already a begeres. But now the Gemara's question is, according to Rav, Rav says that by age 18, this reveals the fact retroactively that really from age 12, she was already a Gedayla. So therefore, according to Rav, how could, Rav, how could it say there that there's no knas for an islandess? Why not? Even by an islandess, it reveals retroactively that she was already a Naira from age 12. So there should be knas like any regular girl from age 12 to 12 and a half.
So Abaya answers Rav Yosef, no, even according to Rav, true, it reveals retroactively, but Nikatnusa Yotasa Lebager. This girl, because she never has the simonim of Anaira, from the time that she's a katana, which is till age 12, and then from 12 forward, she immediately is considered to be a Baigeris. She never has that stage of being a Naira for that half a year. She goes straight from being a katana to a Baigeris. So therefore, there's no knas for her, because the whole din of knas is only by a Naira and not a katana and not a Baigeris. Amalei, said of Yosef, responded to this answer of Abaye. Such good po- things, such, such a good thing that you just said, it should be said in my name, such great things. And then he brought Abraise to back up what he just said. Tanya, we learned in Abraise, a man that's a sris, there's no Allah of Ben Seyri Remeir. Ben Seyri Remeir is the, is the person, is a son that goes and steals from his father and he goes and he eats meat and all the different halachas about a Ben Seyri Remeir that is Chayv Misa. So a sris, he doesn't have the simonim of maturity, he cannot be a Ben Seyri Remeir. Why? By a Ben Seyri Remeir, it only is when there's the pubic hairs in that area, so then he becomes a Ben Seyri Remeir. But by him he doesn't have those simonim. And the ain another Allah the Brahsa says, the ain islandness nidainis kinaira murasa. Regarding an islandness that also has no simonim. So therefore for her, the halacha of Anaira Murasa that went and was Mizana with somebody while she's Muresas, there's no Allah of Naira Murasa either because she doesn't have any simonim that ever make her anaira. Why not? Shemikatnusa Yatasalabagar. From being a katana. She skips the stage of being a naira, and even if there's a maturity that we're going to say, according to Rav, that it goes back retroactively, but she goes from a katana to being a begaris. Amir Abavo, said, Simon Esris, the islandess, the simonim of Esris, and of an islandess, like we just said, Esris is the male and islandess is the female. Uben Shmaina, and also a person that was born after pregnancy of eight months. Not nine months. So in the times of the Gemara, the Gemara always talks about this. I don't know if this is true today, but in the times of the Gemara, always talks about the fact that after a child that's born in the eighth month of pregnancy cannot live. So So you cannot go and do a Maise, meaning you can't rely on the fact that any of these people, a Sris or an Ayanis or someone born in the eighth month, is to rely on them that they're considered to be a Godoil, until they will be 20 years old. Okay, so that's one of the things that Rabavo said over here was regarding a person that was born in the eighth month. So this is a very interesting thing because it's a little bit difficult to understand. A person that's born in the eighth month, even when he's 19 years old, you still don't rely on the fact that he's fully healthy and that he's already considered to be, his body is strong and mature. You have to wait until he's 20 years old. They shine a mask on this, that it's hard. Some of the shine argue on this. It's hard to understand such a thing. How, how could it be that you have to wait until 20 to see that he's healthy? I mean, you see that he's already so old. Be it as it may, the Gemara asks Bechlal on this whole thing. How can we be speaking Bechlal about a person that was born in the eighth month of pregnancy? Or Ben Shmaina Mikachaya, person that was born in the eighth month, could he live? Vatanya, we learned Nabraise. Ben Shmaina, person born in the eighth month, Hareu Kevin. So on Shabbos, we treat him like he's a stone. It's like he's not going to live. Vasalatalkle, and therefore he's Muktzi, and I'll let him move him. So therefore the mother can't touch him, she can't feed him. Aval all of she can bend over him, and she can feed him if she wants. Because of Sakana. 
So what does the Sakana here mean? So it's interesting. Rashi here says the Sakana, the Gemara here means the Sakana of the baby and the Sakana of the mother. If the mother has too much mother, it could be, uh, too much milk that is, it could be a Sakana for her. But Rashi in Masech um, Shabbos and other places says that not, it's not because of the Sakana of the baby. You wouldn't be allowed to do this on Shabbos because there's, there's no Sakana for the baby. It's mamish literally, we, we know that this baby is about to die and therefore there's no reason to, to do anything about it. This is what it is. Okay, so B'Kitzah, the point is that we see over here that a child born in the eighth month is like an event, like a stone. So how can we say over here that there's a Ben Shemayna that lives? And to the Gemara, it depends. Keshegomru Simonov. We're talking about a child born in the eighth month and we see that he has the full Simonov. What is full Simonov? The Gemara is going to hear bring up Raisa. Full Simonov means that he has his, the, the, the nails are fully grown, the hair is already developed. So if, they ha- not, if that's the case, we know that this is not really from the eighth month of pregnancy. As the Bryce here says, the Tanya will learn the Bryce, there's a machlekes about this. Ezeu ben Shmaina, who is considered to be someone that's born in the eighth month and he can't live, if we know that he's in the eighth month and it did not, it did not, the month didn't finish, so then we know that this is someone that can't live. doesn't matter if he's fully developed, not fully developed, it makes no difference. That's a Tanakhama. We don't, we don't make any distinctions. Rabbi Yoimer, but Rabbi says, and here we're following Rabbi's opinion, Simonim olav, that there are signs that show whether he's from the eighth month or maybe not. And what is that? Side of of Gomru. If the hair and the nails are not yet fully developed, so then I say that he's a baby from the eighth month, and this is a baby that would only be fully developed in the ninth month. And if he's born in the eighth month, so he's not fully developed, so therefore. He's not going to live. So, time the legomru. So that's so the, what we. What do we see from here? That why do we say that a baby born in the eighth month will not live? Because Rebbe is saying that's only if you see that he's not fully developed. But hagomru. What happens if a baby is born in the eighth month and the and the hair and the nails are fully developed? So Amrinon, here we say that this baby is different. Hi Barzaino, this is a baby that would have been already fully developed in the seventh month. Sometimes a baby gets fully developed early. So this is a baby really from the seventh month. But the birth was delayed into the eighth month. But really the baby is fully developed already in the seventh month. Now, so therefore, that's what, the, what, what, what Rabbi Vaw was saying before, when he mentioned the Ben Shmaina, according to Rabbi's opinion. Rabbi says that there is a distinction regarding the baby born in the eighth month, if the, she's, if, if the baby is fully developed or not. Okay, so now the Gemara asks on this, so we see here that there's a machlaikis about this. According to the Tanakhama, a baby born in the eighth month, we don't say that maybe this is a baby that was finished already in the seventh month and is, is, is just being delayed. We don't make such distinctions. Rabbi makes this distinction that sometimes it could be that a birth of a baby is delayed. But not, do we paskin like Rabbi? So, the Tanakhama is, is the Rabbanon. We should paskin like the Tanakhama. So if so, the question is, We find Rav Teisva, so there was an actual story, and he paskin like Rabbi. What was the story? There was a woman, her husband went overseas. And after 12 months, this woman gave birth. And Rav said that the baby that was born is kosher. Which means, what was, what was Rav doing here? Rav was saying that even though usually a pregnancy is nine months, but what happened is the baby was ready after nine months, but the birth was delayed for an extra three months. That's possible, I guess. Maybe in those times it's possible that the, the, the birth should be delayed till 12 months. 
Okay, so now come on, according to who did he paskin this? This is Kerebi. It's only according to Rebbe, the Omar. Rebbe said, Mishto, that it's possible that the baby is already developed and the birth is delayed. Rebbe said that regarding the seventh month, that it's possible that the baby is developed in the seventh month and the birth is delayed. So similar over here, Rav is saying that it's possible that a baby gets developed in the ninth month and the birth is delayed until 12 months. But the Rabbanon in that Braise, the Tanakhama, disagree with this. The Tanakhama says that if the baby is born in the eighth month, we don't say that it's a delayed birth. So how could Rav Paskin like Rebbe and not like the Rabbanon? So command Kerebi, Dama Mishta. So the Gemara answers, no. Kivin, the Eke Rav and Shim Gamliel. Abshim ben Gamliel also agrees to Rabbi. The Oma Mishtoi, he also says that it's possible that there should be a delay in the birth. So Kerabe Mavat, so Rav is paskining not only like Rabbi, but it's Rabbi and Rabshim ben Gamliel. The Tanya, we learned in Abra'i, said Rabshim ben Gamliel, Rabshim ben Gamliel says, Kol Shashal Lamed Yoim Ba'adam, any time a baby that's born, you waited 30 days, and he's living for 30 days, ain't a nafel. We know that he's not a nafel, he's not going to die. And the Chiddush of Rav Gamliel, as Rashi explains, is even in a case where this baby is born in the eighth month, and you see that the Chadoshim, or the, the, the pregnancy was not full, but nevertheless, after 30 days of the baby living, you know that the baby is going to live. Why? That's based on the same point as Rabbi said, because we're going to assume that what happened is, this was a baby that was already developed in the seventh month, and the birth was just delayed, and therefore, the baby will be... Uh, the baby will live. So we see that, on, that not only Rabbi, Rabshim Megamliel as well, is also agreeing to Rabbi. Okay. Now the Gemara goes back to the whole halacha of Asris. Bechlal, there's a brayse here with a lot of different details. Let's see. Ton Rabbanon Ezreo Asris Chama. So who is Asris Chama? From birth he's Asris. Kol Shu Ben Esrim. Comes to the age of 20. Veloyhevi Shtei Saris. And up until that point he doesn't have the Shtei Saris. So even if after the age of 20, now he does have shtei saris, it's too late. At this point, it doesn't show in any normal sign of maturity. So at that point, he's a sris. We know that he's a person that's a sris that can't have children. And And here are the signs of a sris. Like we learned before, in addition, you also have to have a certain signs showing that he's a sris. It's not just about the age. So the signs are, doesn't have a beard. The hair in his head is not as thin, it's not regular hair. He has softer hair, not like the regular hair of a man, which has hair in it, and it's, um, the skin has hair in it, but it's a different softer hair, more like a woman. That when he urinates, so that it doesn't create a foam. Others say, like we mentioned before, when he urinates, it doesn't create a, a shape of an arch. That the shikhvazara is not thick, but it's, it's like watery. The meimeraglov, the urine, does not uh, make, create a foul odor. Another opinion, that is, when he, when he takes a shower, when he bathes in the winter, and there's no vape that comes out from his body, from, from, this, uh, from his shower. His voice is unusual. You don't see a difference in his voice between a man and a woman. See, these are the signs for a sris, for a male. Vezi, islandness, and who's considered to be an islandness by a woman that she can't give birth, when she comes to the age of 20, and there's no basitis, even if she does have later, it's too late, 
So then she's an islandess. And these are the simonim of an islandess for a woman. If she has no breasts. And it's difficult for her at the time of marital relations. The shape of the stomach at the bottom is not like it is usually by women. She has a thicker voice. And you don't see the difference in her voice between a man and a woman. Now the Gemara brings a machlekes. We had over here many different simonim, both for a sris and an island. So the question is, do you need to have all these simonim to prove that he or she is a sris or an islandess? So itmer, we learned the machlekes about this simon nesris. So these simonim of a sris, Ravuna Ravuna says You have to have all the simonim to be able to determine that he's a sris. Rav Yechanan says Even if you just have one of those simonim, you know that he's a sris. So the Gemara explains when they're arguing. If he has at least two hairs in his beard. So then, so then nobody will argue that she kulam. So because he has two hairs, so now you're going to have to have all the simonim of a sris to prove that he's a sris. Kipligi, when's the argument whether you need all simonim? When he has no beard. Then there's a machlekes. Rav Huna says one simon is enough, and Rav Yechina says you have to have all the simonim. I knew Beber of Nachman. Go and inspect Rav Nachman. Whether when he goes and he bathes in the winter, whether his body creates a vape from, from, from the shower. In other words, there was a suffolk about him, whether he was a sris or not. So he wanted to know whether he has this sign that he's not a sris. An ace of lay brass, and then I'll, I'll take him as a son-in-law. I'll give him my daughter, I'll take him as a son-in-law. So he was relying just on one simon. That if, he, if he's going to have just this one simon, that, that would show that he's not a sris. So keman, kiravhune. So this goes according to the opinion of Ravhune, that only if he has all the simonim, then he's going to be a sris. If he's missing one simon, if he's just going to see this thing that, in this, uh, that, it is, that his body creates a, a hevel, so that's enough to know that he's not a sris. So it seems like it goes like Ravhune's opinion. Says the Gemara, not necessarily, because like we said before, they're not always arguing. Rav Nachman sichi dikne havale. Rav Nachman did have two hairs in his beard. So therefore, in such a case, everybody would agree that only if he has all the simonim of a sris, could you know, do you know that he's a sris. But if he doesn't have all the simonim, that he's not a sris. So that's why he was relying just on the fact that if there's one simon missing, he's not going to be a sris. That is for sris, there's no chalitza or yibum, and the same with an islandess. So the Mishnah is sort of repeating this again. It already said in the beginning of the Mishnah that there's no chalitza. So why is it saying it again? And it's saying v'chein islandess together with an islandess. So Sigmar explains, katani sris dum The Mishnah here is repeating and saying the halacha about a sris similar to an islandess. Just like the word islandess refers to a woman that's born an islandess, and it's b'day shemayim from heaven that she can't have any children. Af sris, so too, and it says here that a sris, there's no chalitza or yivum. Which kind of sris are we speaking about? B'day shemayim, a sris that's born a sris. 
And the mission here is, wants to tell you, even though there was a machlekes before between Rabbi Kiva and Rabbi Yazer, Rabbi Yazer says that Asris Chama Adarab over there there is chalitza. So over here the Stam Mishnah is saying like Rabbi Kiva, the Ama Bidei Adam in only Asris that happened Bidei Adam, then there could be chalitza in Yivum. But Bidei Shemayim Lo, a person that's born Asris is considered to be like an island, is similar to an island, and therefore there is no chalitza or Yivum. That's why the Mishnah is repeating it again to say Stam like Rabbi Kiva.